Hello, I'm Anthony Jackwin, and I am the hypnotist. That's the first thing you need to understand. I'll be appearing at Tabula Mentis on the 25th of April, and I encourage you to take a look at magicconventionguide.com. That is just a suggestion, and I am just a hypnotist. This is the Magic Convention Guide podcast for the 18th of April, 2009. We're here with Anthony Jackwin, um, who's appearing at Tablamentis later on this month. Thank you for your time, Anthony. Thank you for having me, Andrew. I'd like to start right at the very beginning. Um, we've spoken to a lot of sort of magicians and people like that that have obviously talked about how they first got into magic a, as a child, but maybe hypnotism isn't something you can get into you know as a child how did you first start getting interested in and starting hypnotism well i guess i had an interest in altered states um, and various ways of kind of getting into those states as a teenager wasn't really looking at hypnosis at that point but was certainly um, partially influenced by my father at that point he ran boxing clubs and football clubs and was always interested in self-improvement so those kind of books were were always around the house and when I was at university 21 he came back from the States um, I think he'd done a weekend course in hypnosis and he got a bug for it he came back and did some more training qualified as a hypnotherapist and immediately taught me what he knew and it's it's quite far removed from what I do now but um, I had a go and it was very much a kind of scripted approach at that point but so I was at university and um, the first person I tried it on was hypnotized and quit smoking the second person I tried it on lost their exam stress so it was all very much therapeutic stuff but without a great deal of analysis just just getting in there and changing some of their mental patterns so that kind of you know that got me into it and I never really put it down he he continued um, to train and eventually started a a training college in hypnosis and hypnotherapy which I now you know I'm a director of mm. and um, we continued to talk about it and practice it over the next 10 years and at, I, I guess for the first um, first seven years it was just therapeutic applications and then in about 2002 I started playing around with it a little bit more sticking people to things I got trained in stage hypnosis and um, I did some training with John Chase did his stage hypnosis course I did some training with Andrew Newton um, sort of working with groups and then discovered this this wonderful thing called mentalism as well and um, you know decided to kind of combine the two so yeah it's, it's a family interest originally but something that you know I got the bug for and have not been able to put down ever since. So, I mean, if you think back to um, kind of the old vision of, of hypnotism and hypnotists, yeah. has it changed over the last couple of years? Because obviously quite a few people have become a lot more interested and, and like you said, it, it's kind of encroached into mentalism and magic and things like that. Have you seen it change over the last couple of years to something that's more approachable? And, and... Um, well, I think it's, it's, it's kind of got onto people's radars and, and obviously that's partly because of Darren Brown, his wonderful presentations um, and explanations, you know, and his kind of hints that uh, that he's using suggestion and hypnosis. Um, I think because a lot of people have stumbled across NLP, um, it's just part of that pop psychology that most people have got some grasp of, you know, they, they know something about body language or something about 
by accessing or how to tell if people are lying and stuff like that. But quite often, you know, when people first come across my work or my book, they say things like, I, I didn't realise this is something I could learn that, that uh. easily or I assumed you needed a degree in psychology and, and, and those kind of things. So um, I think it's changed a little in that, you know, we're less secretive about it. There's easier access to information. There are more products. Uh, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing is, is debatable. You know, my, my approach to it has, has always been about kind of demystifying it and making it accessible to people. So um, I, I don't think that ruins it or, or, or makes it have less impact. It's still, it's still a subject that fascinates people. Yeah, I think it's changed. It's just become more accessible, and you know, it can be mixed mixed in with different kinds of performance. So, yeah, I was going to talk about books and things like that. I mean, I've I've got a, a lot of hypnotism books. If I'm looking through my bookshelf now, yeah, um, they've always kind of been quite heavy going. If you look at you know the Encyclopedia of Hypnotism, um, mm. you know the Milton Erickson books. Reading through your book, it's you know, it's a lot smaller, it's a lot more concise, and it's actually very easy to read. Was that intentional, or did you, like like you said, sort of try and make it a lot more digestible for people? Yeah, it, it was certainly intentional. I mean, I started at the more complex end of this, and, and, and what I mean by that is when I first learned hypnosis, it was with this so-called Ericksonian approach. So I spent um, quite a long time you know, learning the different language patterns that he used and um, using scripts to kind of back that up and, and, and support my own efforts, really. But, you know, I, I, I kind of mastered those language patterns. So um, when I was first in using hypnosis, I would spend, you know, a good 15 minutes doing that. And the main, um, the main patterns I would use would be pacing and leading, conscious, unconscious dissociation, and so-called revivication mm. um, of trance. And I, I didn't really use any of the techniques that you see in my book. I thought things like magnetic fingers and magnetic hands were, were just little tricks. Mm. And um, apart from the Ericksonian stuff, the only other book I had was Ormond McGill's Encyclopedia of Stage Hypnosis. Now, I could see it was a wonderful book, but it didn't really help me. It didn't get me started. Um, in, in doing impromptu demonstrations because I just, you know, there's hundreds of inductions but they kind of all follow the same formula and it's just, you know, your arm is stiff, it's stiff, it's getting stiffer and stiffer, you can't bend it, you can't bend it and it's kind of very direct and because I wasn't coming at it from that traditional authoritarian approach, I was coming at it from a more permissive um, so-called Ericksonian approach, um, I wasn't really getting it for a long time and it wasn't until I learned some rapid inductions and um, had results with them that I started going back to these very simple techniques like magnetic hands and stiff arms and things mm. like that. So when I wrote the book, you know, I, I, I only included techniques that I use in performance. I didn't try and make, obviously it's not an encyclopedia of a hundred or so pages, but you know, it, it's the same on any of my training courses. I only teach people things I use and generally my opener it's exactly, you know, the, the kind of set pieces, I call it, exactly as outlined in my book. And um, I appreciate that some people don't quite grasp the value in it because there are some physical reasons why these things occur. It's not just based on suggestion, but, 
you know, I like that. I like to kind of stack the odds in my favour and then exacerbate those little exercises with suggestion. You know, as I say, it's, it's more to it than just getting someone's hand together or making it uh, impossible for them to bend their arm. It's yeah. what happens next. It's what you do with that. So if, if I could start again, um, I would prefer to start with my book than all the materials encyclopedia. But that said, you know, once you can hypnotise, then you'll get a huge amount of value out of out of Warren McGill's book because there is just so much information in there. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I mean, quite a few people I know have, have got the book. The, the book um, for those that haven't got it is Reality is Plastic, which they can get from you. Yeah. But um, you know, reading through it, it's it seems quite simple. You know, you read it and you say, well, that's fairly straightforward. I just need to do this, 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 and this. And from having spoken to people, um, they say, well, yes, it does work. You know, yeah. Yeah. A case in question. I think you were going around Blackpool this year um, in the hotel late at night, and and people were seeing you doing stuff. Yeah. Um, and they were saying, well, obviously, it does work. It it happens as he as he describes it. Yeah. And a lot of people, I think, have that kind of it's not fear, but a disbelief that if you know they do it correctly and they follow it, it, it will just happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, does the book address that and sort of help people with that? almost like confidence thing to be able to just go out and try it i think so i mean certainly from the feedback it seems to you know i, I appreciate that that you can read it and you can think is it really that simple but the overwhelming bit of feedback i've had is that for some reason it encourages people to have a go mm. and to get you know once they get results um they they, they push it a little bit further and it also um Although there's a few pages of kind of outlining the major theories about hypnosis and what it is, you know, I don't personally pin my hat on on any of those theories. Yeah. At, at, at some point in the last 13 years, I've wholeheartedly believed in each one, and um, it hasn't made a great deal of difference to what I'm actually doing with regard to the practical techniques. So I kind of wanted I wanted to strip that away right at the beginning of the book and just say, look. This is what some people think, and other people think it's compliance, and other people think it's a unique state, and other people think, you know, any altered state is hypnosis, but it doesn't really matter. You know, uh. read these people's work, and you can, you can come to your own conclusion about it, but the argument's gone on for hundreds of years, it will go on for hundreds more probably. <laughs> um, so once you kind of get that out of the way, and you accept that, you know, as psychology textbooks do, they, they accept that hypnosis is real and has an effect but they can't really explain why it works mm. once you get that out of the way and you stop concerning yourself with it and you actually start making suggestions then it's easier to progress you know it's and it's i appreciate some people kind of have to understand <laughs> why it works but um and that will satisfy them on some level if they, if they can um, you know, if they read the, the kind of compliance model of hypnosis and say, oh, I understand it now, you know, the people on stage just want to show off. Um, and that makes them feel satisfied, then then good. I, I don't believe that, but, um, you know, I, I think that helps to kind of get to, to have some interest in the theory and read around the subject, but ultimately to accept that this is a, a, a real phenomenon that occurs and to have a go. Yeah, uh, and moving on from the book a little bit more, obviously yeah. um, they can buy the book. If they want to go any any further than that, you run a couple of courses and you run one specifically for uh, magicians and mentalists, don't you? I do indeed. I mean, I've been running hypnosis courses from my father for, for 
for several years and we, we train people in hypnotherapy and we have a kind of general uh, weekend workshop and on pretty much every one of those courses there'll be at least one magician uh, sometimes more but there will also be several people who have an interest in NLP yeah and um, at some point you know because they they accept everything Dylan Brown says at face value um, now I'll get to this point on the general course where I'm in a position of either having to kind of burst their bubble slightly um, because you know I've had NLP master practitioners who actually use Darren Brown's um, routines on their training courses as ways of demonstrating embedded commands and this kind of stuff which is wonderful and it's testament to how skillfully he is um, but you know I, I don't necessarily want to destroy <laughs> their illusions um, but equally I, I, I kind of there's part of me that wants to clear away some of the fog for them and, and say well you know perhaps you should look at this and look at that and, and, and you know just just expand their horizons slightly. <laughs> um, so I decided to run a course specifically aimed at magicians so that you know we can be more open about our methods and techniques mm. and um, you know I'm I'm as happy mixing in pseudo hypnosis and blatant trickery with hypnosis it's, it is all about the effect and entertaining people. Yeah. So um, we've we've got uh, the second one of uh, these courses coming up this weekend, and uh, we've got another one coming up in Germany in May. It's called the Manchurian Approach: Hypnotism for Magicians, and it's a lot of fun because they've already got you know the performing skills. They're they're up for walking up to strangers in the street and in bars and practicing and. The course allows that. We, we kind of intensively train in the morning and then we just hit the streets and, and practice on day one. Um, and the last one was a was a lot of fun and they all got results, you know, it was, mm. whether it was simple stuff like sticking people to the floor or turning them into a coat rack or whether it was going invisible or forcing a card into their mind or choices into their mind. You know, everyone on there got, got some kind of results with members of the public and um, you know that comes from using simple techniques and introducing yourself as a hypnotist with confidence and I suppose that's quite an easy way to do it as well if you are a magician or a mentalist um, you know introducing hypnotism as either the first thing you do with a pretense of doing another effect even if it doesn't work you know you're still practicing in essence but you're you're doing something else and the hypnotism is a lead into that and if it doesn't work it, it's not so much of a problem it's probably a very good way to practice isn't it yeah i mean you know we generally i encourage people to introduce themselves as a performer and hypnotist if they're planning to get into into hypnosis um whether they you know use something like um i mean the way i often work is i'll use things like magnetic fingers or magnetic hands with a group mm. as the a, a selection for who I'm going to do this mind reading effect on or card trick on and all I'm really doing is observing who's going to be my hypnotic subject uh. so we sometimes do it that way other times just get into um, you know your usual magic openers those kind of things uh. and then move into the hypnosis there's lots of ways of doing it but um, you know another way that worked well 
for, for those who did the course was to kind of go in with the, the approach of a pickup artist and sort of have a wingman. So one of them would go in and do some magic and would, you know, wow a, a small crowd and say, oh, you think that's good? This is my friend John. He's a hypnotist. And that was it. You know, they're, they're immediately hooked. So, so you know, there's various ways you can do it. Personally, I find that, you know, opening people up with a simple mind reading effect, especially if, you know, your, your pattern is around suggestion or um, forcing a thought into their mind, I kind of like that kind of pattern rather than mind reading. I tend to um, concentrate on mind forcing, if you like, and let people know that that's what I'm going to try and do. And, you know, don't, don't fight it, but I want you to try and pick up on what I'm saying, that kind of stuff. Um, then it saves me having to explain all of that stuff with regard to hypnosis. I just do the exercises and start giving suggestions. Now you're also appearing at Tablimentis uh, later on this month, aren't you? You're doing a, a, a short session there. Can you tell us a little bit about what you'll be doing? Because that's quite probably a quite a nice sort of taste between the book and the course. If someone's actually interested in saying, well, maybe this it might be for me. I'd like to see something. Yeah, um, it's it's not going to be a lecture. I mean, I'll certainly be up for answering people's questions, but I'm just going to get into uh, a routine of recently developed and, and, and been performing um, it's kind of classic mentalism and uh, a few people will know what it's based on when they see it uh-huh. it involves three people and as, as part of it I'm going to hypnotize all of those people before the effect really begins so not 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 as in pre-show um, so I'll do some work with the whole audience I'll select three people based on that work who are responsive I'll hypnotise them. To, uh, I don't want to give too much away, but I'll hypnotise them, and uh, they're going to experience a bit of a, a kind of identity shift. And um, I'm then going to get into to, to some classic mentalism with them. And the piece is about it's going to take about 20 minutes to do. It's just just a single effect, and then after that, I'll probably continue on with some of the kind of magic related uh, demonstrations of hypnotism so things yeah. like how, how you can use amnesia how you can use it as pre-show yeah. how you can um, you know because I do things like just, just like a, a guard magician has a has a force I will do a hypno force I'm, I'm kind of into you know telling people later on when I see you and I tell you to think of a word you'll think of the word window you know that kind of stuff and getting into it that way um, and also kind of peaking information in the same way. So um, just gaining information that I really shouldn't know and, uh, and using that as a revelation. And again, it's, it doesn't have quite, quite the effect if you're um, giving that suggestion and immediately doing the performance afterwards. Yeah. But I'm sure that the people there will be able to see that not time distortion, but a bit of, you know, bit, put, put a bit of time between those two things occurring and you can create quite an effect. Yeah. Um, so, so it's more more a case of sort of being able to see how you would use uh, hypnosis tied in with mentalism and magic and what's, you know, achievable. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's going to be a, a parlour demonstration of mentalism with hypnosis, essentially. But it's, it's definitely going to be a, you know, a performance piece that, that I would that I would happily use in a variety of settings, and you know, say so involves a few participants, and prior to that, it involves the whole audience. So mm. yeah, it will be fun, and I love Tabulamentis. Didn't go to the very first one, but I've been ever since, and um, I love the fact that it's it's really varied. Even though some of the presentations, you know, are not necessarily things that I do, I love it. I, I appreciate that, that there are some who who perhaps want it to be 
pure mentalism. I loved Enrique Enrique's presentation. I loved Ronnie Shaney's presentation. Yeah. And, you know, of course, Dr. Todd is the perfect host. So. He is. I mean, that's the thing. I, I was explaining to Dot when we had a chat with him the other day that um, it is... It's a very unique event because um, it, it's fairly small, it's fairly intimate, um, but it's grown over the last you know couple of years that they've been running them into something that's you know really worthwhile going to. Just even from the point of view that if you have an interest and you want to see people you know performing or to generally talk to people about this stuff, um, it, it's it's an amazing event. Oh, it's unlike anything else I've been to. I mean, you know, I, I appreciate people get a lot from the local magic groups and societies but um, it's just just such a good atmosphere and a, and a you know generous open atmosphere there uh, and and you know if you've got a question or even if it's something you're developing an effect in fact the thing I'm going to be performing had a couple of creases in it that I was struggling to iron out and um, one of them was ironed out with a with a comment over the shoulder as someone else was about to start start their performance I asked somebody a question uh, they just looked over their shoulder and said why don't you do this and and that was it obviously you know it's, it's, it's just such a great bunch of people there I love it now what's next for you what we've talked a little bit about some of the courses you're doing and obviously the books created a lot of interest um, lately um, what other stuff are you working on where are you going next performance wise uh, for the last few years I, I do two kinds of performance one is a kind of traditional stage hypnosis performance and I tend to do that for you know, private events corporate that kind of stuff and I enjoy it but it's not really what I want to be doing on stage and the other kind of performance I do is walk around mentalism with bits of hypnosis thrown in I don't have a stage mentalism act there's a couple of things I'm working on basically I had a break with a TV company a couple of years ago the the premise for the program was was that they dropped me in the middle of Trafalgar Square and I have to survive for a month just by hypnotising people and, and or getting people to do things for me. And, and over the course of a month, you know, it goes from food and drinks to, to hotels and red carpets and that kind of stuff. Now, that, that wasn't commissioned, but, it, but we, it did give me an opportunity to do a lot of this stuff and just do things I wouldn't normally do. And that's led to a number of other sort of TV projects that I've been working on. There's one at the moment that, that some people may have seen the clip for which is called I Know What You Did Last Friday and that project's still very much alive it's sold to um, a couple of countries I'm hoping that it will sell in Holland uh, possibly Israel and ideally the US and the UK yeah uh, that, that as I say is, is, is very much alive and it's all about taking over someone's day and uh, giving them amnesia for the whole thing. It's a bit like candid camera with hypnosis thrown in and then they wake up in a TV studio with amnesia for what's occurred and they have to kind of figure out how well do they know themselves. If, if you walked into this, if you met so-and-so today or you were in this job interview and they asked you this, what would you do? They have a guess and then they watch the video. So it's kind of kind of a, a hypnosis show masquerading as a quiz show that they do, they do win prizes. I'm also working on a stage piece based on Mesmer. Now, this is not going to be a traditional stage hypnosis show. It's certainly going to involve, you know, people going into trances and experiencing all the usual phenomena. It's like I've been working on for about six months and it will hopefully come to some kind of fruition in the next three or four months. It's part part historical and, and, and part, you know, um, some kind of analysis of what occurred with his life and his theories and why he was 
rubbished and did we sort of throw out the baby with the bathwater <clears throat> and, and that kind of stuff. And that, you know, it's very much about audience participation. The people I select from the audience are going to become part of that show. Yeah. But rather than it just being a row of chairs and the usual phenomena, it's going to have a number of small sets. And that's something I'd really like to tour, you know, kind of mm. small theatres, festivals, that kind of stuff. So that's keeping me pretty busy. In terms of, you know, new, new products and things like that, I'm working on a number of things. One is a, a sort of video follow-up to reality is plastic so I'll go through a number of routines and really break them down in terms of not just in terms of you know the moves and where you stand and what you say yeah. but really why you're doing that and where you can take it that should be ready quite soon uh, away from all of the performance stuff I'm close to completing a, a book based on the therapy uh, the approach to therapy mm. developed by my father yeah. Freddie Jackwin and, and used by us both in our in our therapy work. So um, if people want to find out more about you, order any of the products like the books, um, book themselves onto the courses, how can they do that? Well, my website is www.anthonyjackwin, that's Anthony with an H, and the surname is J-A-C-Q-U-I-N.com. Um, I've just updated that, so I've got dates for all of the courses on there for 2009 and uh, you can order my book from there if you are a magician or mentalist there are also some free supplements to that you just have to kind of quickly let me know that that's what you do and I'll, I'll email them to you um, it's also available as a download from Merchant of Magic and available as a book from Magic Box if you're up in the northeast and you want to go and have a look at it you can see quite quite a few clips of me online on YouTube my channel there is Anton Mez, A-N-T-O-N-M-E-S. I shall be uploading a few bits and pieces from the Magician's course very soon. Well, it's been brilliant talking to you. I'm looking forward to seeing you at Tabulamentis. Um, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for your time, Andrew. Thanks for the opportunity. Tabulamentis 5 takes place April the 25th. As well as hypnotist Anthony Jackwin, there'll be a roundtable with Chat, Simon Shaw and others. Also appearing will be Doc Hilford, and special dealer guests Peter Nardi and Anna Kazam. Tea, coffee and catered lunch will also be provided and it's being held in central London. Details you can go to their website which is www.psycretes.org.uk slash html slash events dot html That's www.psycretes org.uk slash html slash events dot html now you can find all the information for this convention and other conventions on our main website at www.magicconventionguide.com <laughs>